Welcome. It's another edition of Making Money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster. Ron, we want to talk about something that, given the condition of the markets of late, let's start with that. The markets have been kind of all over the place of late, haven't they? And you've got so many different opinions, you know. Typically, if you go to financial television, uh, CNBC, BNN, or you read the papers, uh, the, especially the financial sections, and you go to the opinions of what's going to happen next, the opinions are all over the place. Some people are calling for a massive rally, a uh, Santa Claus rally by the end of the year. Others are calling that uh, or saying that, that, frankly, the recession could last till mid-2014. So, 2024, you mean? Two. Oh, yeah, 2000, yeah, 2014 would be a little soon, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 2024, and of course, you've got opinions on the war between Ukraine and Russia, whether they'll use a dirty bomb, uh, who's responsible for blowing up the pipelines to Europe, will that be fixed, will they be able to come to the trade table and have peace, or... Well, this will be like a Vietnam or an Afghanistan that goes on for a decade. You've got so many opinions and, and strategies floating around up there that one day you listen to this, markets go up. Next day you listen to a bear and markets go down. So we're in a period of time right now where there's incredible volatility. And so in a time like that, it's really important to look at what you are doing yourself with your investment strategy, correct? We're going to talk about portfolio rebalancing. First of all, explain to us what that is. Well, first of all, when you build your portfolio, generally the first thing most people do, Gord, is they sit down and they try to determine how much of their money they're going to put in various different pots or, or assets. So you'll have maybe a fixed income pot of bonds preferreds. Then you'll have a pot of stocks. And you might have another allocation for international stocks. And then you might have another allocation for gold and then another for uh, like private real estate, whatever. So you might put 20% in one and 30% in the other and 20%. But the point is, once you've made that allocation, you don't want to drift too far away from that. And so to prevent that from happening, every so often you rebalance. You look at your portfolio and you say, well, I wanted 30% in equities and, uh, you know, the equities have gone down right now. So I'm going to have to sell off something that's done well or done less worse and rebalance to get back to my original percentage in each asset allocation that I determined was especially good for the risk tolerance I want to have or the amount of risk I want to take. I sense that there's a key component here, and this is this is sort of one of the tenets of investing. It, it's buy low and sell high, right? <laughs> that is the classic tenet that we're always told to do, but it is the one thing, Gord, that people find so hard because, let's face it, when markets are running hard, running strong, and you look at the headlines, you listen to the commentaries, they're all bullish, that we've had tremendous results. And, of course, 
this is not lost on portfolio managers of funds or ETFs. They're advertising in the paper. Look at me. Look at me. We're up 20%. We're up 30%. We're up 40%. We've doubled. And, of course, when people see that, uh, they tend to think that, well, this will just continue to go on and on and on. And one thing you learn by being in the market for a few cycles. That is not going to happen. <laughs> that is not going to happen. I mean, look at all. You've been in the markets for 40 years, Gord. Do you ever remember them going in a straight line for a very long period of time without reversing direction somewhere, somehow? I seem to remember a couple of bumps in the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't go one way. So you're tempted just to hang on and, and uh, you know, you look at your portfolio, you're up and you analyze this and say, I'm going to be able to retire 10 years early. And then the other side of the coin, you look at your portfolio when markets are volatile and uh, especially when there's a lot of downward pressure and the bears are out and they're telling you that the world's going to end, we're going to have nuclear war with Russia. And so you look at your portfolio, you're down double digits, and you decide, i got to get out of here. This isn't the time to be holding this stuff. And, of course, you sell, and generally, when peak despair hits, that's usually a signal of the bottom. Peak despair is when most people sell. So you typically, as investors, our biggest enemy is us. And we tend to hang on at the top and or buy at the top, which is even worse. And then, of course, we get despair and we sell at the bottom which is not a good outcome. Yeah, human nature plays too much into this. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's in our DNA of all of us. I, I think we all have that fear factor in there, right? It's, it's something that makes people edgy. Well, you know, you look at, let's say you've been able to save $25,000 over three or four years. And for, for people on average income, that might be with considerable effort being able to put that amount of money away. And then you invest in something, and you find that that $25,000 is now ten. You're looking at two to three years of hard savings has disappeared in poof. And, of course, when you think back at how hard and how long and how difficult it was to put that money away, and you lose it in a matter of months, yeah, emotions get involved. So how do we go about doing this? What's the first step? Taking a look at what you have... And, and going to that landmark that you said, right? These are the percentages I should be, so I've got to get this underway. What's the process, Ron? Well, once you've got your allocations and you're invested to where you want to be, then every so often, and we'll talk about uh, how, how you should do this and, and how often you should do this in, in a couple minutes here, but look, focusing on the, the here and now, once you've got your allocation picked out, then every once in a while you check your portfolio to make sure that you have that allocation is still intact. Because usually, especially in volatile markets, you'll find that you can vary a long, long way from what you consider to be a safe portfolio. You might have started with 50% stocks, and you might have, after a big market run, 80% exposure to that sector, which if markets go down, you know, the two bear, bear markets we've had uh, in the last 20 years have been three. One's been down 33%, 149%, and 156%. And for most people, especially as they approach retirement, 
uh, that's too much. That's a so, big hit. Yeah, that's a yeah, really yeah. big hit. Yeah. yeah, so you don't want your exposure to especially risk assets to get that high. So you want to reallocate every once in a while, especially when markets are going up. So you pull your portfolio out and you analyze where you are and a percentage of these different pots of assets you have in relationship to what your goals are. Then you sell assets that have increased in value and add to those that have declined in value until they're all back to the original percentage weighting that you'd originally set them at. So if you've got you can do that by A, selling. You can do that by B, if you've got some new money. You know, if you uh, inherited some money or your parents gave you some money or, or you did some overtime or, or you sold an asset and you've got some money, um, you can add that money to those positions that are down in value to bring them back up to their weighting. Uh, the other thing you can do is portfolios are dynamic. They're always changing. So you're getting takeovers you're getting bonds and preferreds that come due, or you're just getting cash flow that comes in from the accumulations of interest and dividends and so on. So you might have a cash pile that's sitting there that's just uh, come about from the movement within the portfolio itself. Well, you can reposition that cash, and here again, you take those assets that are under your original weighting and you add to them to bring them back up. And this is the one that's most important. So if you're retired and you're living off your portfolio, sell down those asset classes that, inc that have increased the most to raise cash for your living expenses. So you've had a tremendous run in the stock market and your weighting in stocks was going to be 40%. It's now 60. Well, sell down some of those stocks and use that money to live off that year. Now, in the next year or the following year, you might find that what's happened is the stock market's down 30 or 40%, and all of a sudden those assets are in the tank. Well, then what you want to do is the fixed income assets, which generally don't move very much, you know, if you've got bonds or GICs and things like that, they're generally, especially shorter-term ones, they generally don't move too much. Well, in those down years, when the, you want to, lower your percentage in fixed income, you want to use some of that fixed income assets to live off while your portfolio is down because the last thing you want to do, the last thing is you want to sell stocks when they're down 30 or 40%. It means you're taking capital out that will never get a chance to come back up. So you really, if you at all possible, want to avoid that outcome. And in that process, Ron, and this could get costly. If you're doing too much of this, you're paying commissions on these transactions, right? Yeah, so, you know, the, the pressure is going to be on, on you, especially if you're reading, um, you know, you're going to social media and you're going to places like Reddit or, or uh, Robinhood or, or some of these other side, you know, uh, Wall Street bets. There's all kinds of places where you can go and, and these guys are always telling you, oh, you should buy this, you should sell that. So the temptation is always to get in there and trade, 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 trade. But extra brokerage fees for buying and selling cost you money. And then there's the capital gains taxes that you're going to pay if you make a profit. And also, if you're turning everything around too much, you're, you're uh, taking losses and you're making them permanent by selling. And also, people forget there's the bid-ask spread in all this. So when you're looking at buying and selling a stock, the buy and sell are never at the same price. There's always a gap. 
Sometimes it's a penny, sometimes it's five cents, sometimes it's 25 cents, depending on the liquid the company is. But every time you buy and sell, you cross that barrier, and that costs you money as well. And uh, there's many traders that find that over a year, the amount of money they've lost due to this buy and sell spread amounts to many times the cost of the actual uh, commissions or trading costs that they, they have to um, put out. So be careful because rebalancing too often could be very costly for you. So then that begs the question, how often do we do this? Like what, what would you suggest in that regard? Well, number one, when you've got cash to invest, is always a good time to rebalance because usually then you're not selling anything. You're just putting that cash to work. Uh, secondly, when the weightings really get out of line with your goal. So as Gord said at the beginning of this discussion, uh, portfolio rebalancing, if nothing moves and just sits there, you don't have to rebalance very much. But typically when you're getting really, really big swings in the market, uh, that's when you want to pull that portfolio out, dust it off, look at it, calculate where you are, and realign that portfolio with your goals. And practically, I find that once or twice a year is generally often enough to rebalance. Otherwise, the costs will outweigh the benefits. And I think given our current climate, Ron, uh, it, just the fact that inflation is what you could argue the 0.7% to 9 or 10 or pick a number, but it's in that range. So you're going backwards already. You want to find out how you could minimize that punishment, right? You don't want to keep losing in that regard because, as you pointed out, inflation costs everybody. Inflation costs everybody, and so when you're doing calculations as to your total return, you also want to take a look at your real return. And your, and if it's in a uh, non-taxable account, real return is your return after inflation. If it's in a taxable account, your real return is the return on your portfolio, but then you have to minus out the taxes you pay, and you also have to minus out the inflation rate. So you can and really so, be in the ditch there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you're down 20% and uh, you're looking at a market that, uh, you know, you're down your, uh, where inflation, so you've got inflation that stays down 10 and your portfolio is down 20, well, you're down 30 because your buying power is just dissipated with uh, the fact that inflation has eroded the value of your money. So we're not trying to instigate panic here, but we're just trying to point out this is important to check on this and keep an eye on things. I, I think most astute investors are aware of that, but if you're new to investing and you haven't been through this kind of a rodeo before, as many of us have, this is the time you really want to watch what you're doing, right? That, in a nutshell. Definitely. All right, there you go. Some sage advice from the financial coach, Ron Hebert. Remember, if you have a show suggestion or a question about something that we've covered and you feel we didn't uh, completely blanket the issue, drop us a note to our website, letsmakemoney.ca, or reach us through cfcw.com. Back again next week with another edition Making Money. On behalf of Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.